Hello, Community Health Center advocates. This is Nick Valbuena. Welcome to this week's Advocacy in Minutes. It's July 14th, 2021, and here's the latest in advocacy and more in minutes. Kristen and Marie are taking a quick break. So joining me today is Sarah Bazer of NAC's research team and Bianca Shaw. Go ahead and take it away, Bianca. A vision of hope. The past two years have been exceptionally long. The exhaustion, trauma, and grief we and those we love are navigating remind us of the importance of community. Community support and sustain us during challenging times, and they encourage us to keep our hearts and eyes focused on our dreams and goals. Community health centers reflect the best of who we are as a nation. They are committed to strengthening our communities and ensuring we all thrive. Let's stand together and invite others to stand with us to ensure all CHCs have the resources needed to fulfill our promise to our communities. If you have stories showing the ways community health centers are offering hope in challenging times, please share them with us. As always, please email us at grassroots at NAC.org for support. Now let's get into it. Nick, can you tell us what's happening on the Hill? Thanks, Bianca. Uh, On July 12th, 2021, the House Labor, Health, and Human Services Appropriations Subcommittee approved their fiscal year 2022 discretionary funding bill. The full Appropriations Committee will meet to mark up the bill on July 15, 2021. Democrats and Republicans continue to disagree on the maximum amount of funding, package, and lack of inclusion of the Hyde Amendment, which bans the use of federal funds to pay for abortions. The subcommittee proposed health centers receive $1.8 billion in funding, an increase of $148 million from the previous year. Of the $1.8 billion in proposed funding, $50 million would go to school-based health centers, and $25 million would establish the ALC Hastings Cancer Screening Program. In addition to the discretionary funding proposal, the fiscal year 2022 LHHS Ed Appropriations Bill include earmarks, many of which would go to community health centers. The link to see which earmarks were included in the bill can be found in your Washington update. Please note, funding details, including earmarks in a final bill, will continue to evolve. House Democrats are expected to introduce a minibus bill that would combine seven out of 12 appropriation bills, including the LHHS Ed Bill before the August recess. Last week, Reps Spanberger and McKinley introduced the preserving rules ordered for the entities covered through 340B Act, otherwise known as the Protect 340B Act, which would combat discriminatory 340B reimbursement policies against community health centers. The bill would prohibit health insurers and pharmacy benefit managers from paying below market rates or engaging in discriminatory contracting practices because of their participation in 340B. Finally, the bill would create a clearinghouse administered by a third party entity to collect data to prevent duplicate discounts. NAC worked closely with the offices of Rep Spanberger and McKinley and has endorsed that legislation. Representatives can co-sponsor the bill by emailing Nick Winmeyer in Representative Spanberger's office or Kristen Wing in Representative McKinley's office. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer has said senators are close to finalizing the partisan budget resolution and turning the $1.2 trillion bipartisan infrastructure framework into legislation. Schumer plans to introduce both the bipartisan bill and budget resolution before the August recess.
The budget resolution would set the stage for a reconciliation spending bill in the fall. Schumer has warned that the typical Senate August recess could get cut short to focus on these priorities. The Senate Budget Committee is expected to settle on $3.5 trillion as the top-line number for the budget resolution, well below Senator Bernie Sanders' $6 trillion proposal. The number will likely be reduced further as Senate moderates negotiate their priorities in the reconciliation bill. In the meantime, due to the tight margins in both chambers, the House Budget Committee decided to pause their budget resolution markup until the Senate passes their budget resolution. National Health Center Week is approaching. Don't forget to invite members of Congress and post about the visit on social media. Last week, River Hills Community Health Center hosted Senator Chuck Grassley at the location in downtown Ottawa. Senator Grassley had the opportunity to tour their facility, meet with staff, and hear about their incredible impact on communities they serve. Sarah, I see there's a lot coming out of research this week. Hey, yes. This is Sarah Baser. We had a new report and infographic released this morning presenting our recently collected survey data on health centers' experiences with audio-only telehealth during the pandemic. Both of these publications, the report and the infographic, highlight health centers' utilization rates by service lines, the benefits of increased audio-only usage, and potential impacts if the public health emergency telehealth flexibilities are not extended. You can find the links to these publications in your Washington update or at NAC.org under the Research and Data tab. Please take some time to participate in our ongoing call for information about infrastructure. Your responses will significantly assist NAC in demonstrating the critical need for federal infrastructure investment and the expansion of service cap capacity for a growing number of patients. The link to the survey is in your Washington update. And if you have any questions, please get in touch with me at sbaizer at net.org. Last, I'm still updating the weekly infographic on health centers' COVID-19 experiences, which includes information on their challenges with the vaccines, the number of pop-up clinics and mobile van events, um, and the ongoing operations in response to COVID-19. There's also a downloadable template on that website um, and uh, interactive visualization on states' ongoing COVID testing and vaccination numbers. Thanks, Sarah, for that update. The HRSA Optimizing Virtual Care funding applications are due this Friday, July 16th, and community health centers must submit these applications no later than July 16th. This one-time funding opportunity supports community health centers in optimizing the use of virtual care to increase access and improve clinical quality for medically under-resourced communities and vulnerable populations. NAC encourages community health centers to apply, as up to $50 million will be made available to 25 awardees. Awards will be announced on or around March 1, 2022. So please refer to the Optimizing Virtual Care TA page and contact the Regulatory Affairs team with any other questions you may have. Also, please review NAC's 340B manufacturer memo detailing the latest threats against the 340B program since the summer of 2020. This memo provides an overview of the contract pharmacy issues, data sharing requests, HHS's enforcement actions, and litigation. You can find the link to this in this week's Washington update. And you can also contact the Regulatory Affairs team with any questions once again.
A quick reminder, on June 16, 2021, Herzer proposed to rescind the EpiPen insulin final rule, originally released in December of 2020, and they're actively seeking comments. NAC strongly encourages every CHC, PCA, and HCCN to submit comments urging HHS to rescind the final rule because it would create a significant administrative burden on CHC. It would also result in a loss of 340B savings and would ultimately reduce CHC services. At the same time, CHCs remain on the front lines of the COVID-19 pandemic response. So please use NAC's template comment letter and submit your comments by Friday, July 16, 2021. Don't hesitate to get in touch with the Regulatory Affairs team at regulatoryaffairs at NAC.org with any questions to this or anything I've mentioned at regulatoryaffairs at NAC.org. Thanks for that update, Bianca. Here are some quick reminders to finish off. Please continue to refer to our HC Advocacy Coronavirus Advocacy Tools in this challenging time. You can find the advocacy website at hcadvocacy.org. The NAC blog is one of the places reporters look for innovative ways community health centers respond to our community's challenges. Check out some of the recent stories from NAC staff and let us know if you have an account you want to tell us. For the support, please email us at grassroots at NAC.org or follow us on Twitter and Facebook at HC Advocacy. As always, a huge thank you to all of our advocates for your strong advocacy efforts. Thanks for listening. Stay safe and healthy. We'll be back next week.